East-West Draftcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Seriously, though, folks, this one has a lot of cursing in it. You have been warned. Hey, everybody. Welcome to East-West Draftcast. It is Sunday, November 17th. And we're recording uh, afternoon-ish for me, evening-ish for Jeff, your other host. What's up, Jeff? What's up with you, Greg? I didn't even introduce myself. Now they know who I am. They do. Okay. Well, I'm Greg. He's Jeff. And we're back for some more uh, podcasting today. And we've got kind of a fun episode, although I don't know how much strategy people will be able to glean from this. What, What do you think? None whatsoever. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, do you just want to jump right into this? Because we have a main topic, and, well, I'll just lay it out there. We decided to put together a, an episode of Rants. Uh, we're going to get up on the soapbox, per se, and basically complain about a bunch of stuff in and around magic that, that pisses us off. And, um, I don't know. It sounded like a good idea when I came up with it. Who knows if you'll you'll enjoy this, uh, dear listener? But um, yeah, I uh, I thought I was gonna have a hard time coming up with with bones to pick, and I started writing out like a list, and holy cow, I just I could go for days. <laughs> we got some bones to pick. Yeah, and to to the point where. We always talk about how we don't want to go too long on this podcast. So if it's clear that I just have too many, we can always come back and do this again if we need to. But, um, yeah, I'm ready to, to dive right into it, to be honest, and just start ranting right away. All right. Uh, when you rant, do you want me to uh, not respond, or do you want this oh, no, to be I, more of a... I want you to respond. I think if you disagree or if you wholeheartedly agree, I'd like to hear it. All right, I'll probably wholeheartedly agree with most of these, <laughs> is my guess. Yeah, I, I haven't shared my notes with Jeff, so it's possible we have some overlap here, but um, that should be a good thing, I think, if it happens. Um, but why don't you kick things off, Jeffrey? What, 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 what's been bugging you lately, buddy? All right, well, maybe not bugging me lately, but all these things have bugged me at one time or another. And uh, I guess I'm going to start out, with the Magic Online, because that's where I play most of my Magic nowadays. And by most, I mean almost all, unfortunately. Um, and the something that really kills me, and will always kill me, is those goddamn assholes out there that, instead of quitting, they will make, they will make you time out, or they will time out, take ten minutes, doing nothing for you to finish your game. I fucking hate and, that. And they'll slow down not only your game, but the entire draft that has happened. Oh, yeah, everybody has to wait for this asshole. And it is, they're just, you know, generally tilted people, like, they didn't get the draws right, and they're all flustered and angry, and so they just, they just get up and walk away, and just let it go for ten minutes, while I have to sit there, and, and I have to stay at my computer, because if I walk away and then they just come back, they could change priority to me and then I'm the guy who times out. So unfortunately, I have to spend my time in front of my computer 
and waste 10 minutes doing something. I mean, generally I don't, I don't really know what I do. I just, I just get angry. Yeah. You just get <laughs> mad because it's, it's the most petty thing on earth. You, you're just like, come on guy, really? You can't just yeah. click concede or, or at least click through to the point where this, this combat damage is going to kill you. Like, give me a break. Yeah, I mean, the thing that kills me is this This just can't exist in real magic because no one would ever do something to make it so you couldn't play for ten minutes without just being the outcast that could never show up at that store again or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like this, the anonymity of it is the only reason people are willing to do it. And stop hiding behind your goddamn internet anonymity. I hate you. I mean, if this happened at a real event, like in a li- real life event, you get slapped in the mouth. Like, so I'd reach across <laughs> the table and just slap you in your face. <laughs> yeah, you'd probably get kicked out too for that. But hell, it'd be worth, worth it. it. Worth it. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. worth it. I no, I I don't condone violence, obviously, but like that's it's just yeah, it's so ridiculous, and and it's one of those things about MTGO that like. The game exists, and it is a different game than when you play live, right? Yeah. In good ways and in bad ways. Like, you can't miss steps if you have your stops set correctly on Magic Online, as right. you might be able to in real life. But then you have to deal with assholes like this, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It's like, I, I don't know. There, there, there's, there's just some kind of etiquette that needs to exist online for... Like, yeah, there's another one that I was going to rant about. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go and do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Actually, I got two more. One is very much tied to this. There are people out there that will do this same thing, but instead of just timing out, they'll disconnect for 10 minutes, and that's how they time out. It's This is probably the more likely scenario. And usually what that means is that they are going to go back to Magic Online and say, hey... I got disconnected and lost because of it. Give me my money back. Yeah. And those people are double fuckers. I fucking hate them so much. <laughs> I I hope that Wizards does some amount of investigation when people file those disconnection compensation requests. Like, go back and look at the event that was taking place. Look at, like, the game state. Because, I mean, th- these are smart people. They're, they're going to be able to tell if somebody was just, like, going to lose and then pulled the plug out of their, their fucking router, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it does get investigated, but probably not extensively, and probably only extensively when somebody does it, like, 20 times or something. I don't right, know. if the same user does it over and over again. Yeah, and then and then jumping into a different etiquette version or etiquette thing on MTGO is double queuing. Oh, I that's the worst. I understand that you're allowed to do this. It's not against the rules, but come on, like nobody wants every turn of yours to take a minute. Like that's just fucking awful. And you know, some people are like quick on their feet and able to double queue. But you know what? If you had done that singly. Like, our game would have been way more engaging and fun. And if you're there, I guess there are people out there just grinding, not really enjoying their magic experience. If that's you, goddamn, uninstall the product and never play again. Because this <laughs> you, is not for you. You can't make a, you can't make a living off of this. Like, I don't care how much you double queue, right? <laughs> right. 
just uh, that, that's another one where it's like not only are you slowing down that the one match you're actually in, you're also slowing down the the entire tournament. And yeah, God. it's just etiquette. It's just etiquette that should exist online, and it just doesn't. Nobody nobody seems to care about the double queuing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Yeah, my my biggest beef with Magic Online, and I have this on on my list of notes here, is, is that online anonymity. The and we talked about how that can affect just someone deciding not to click for the last ten minutes of a round, but also just in the like the chat boxes. Man, I can't stand like dealing with people and they're just like anytime that I'm winning and they're losing, it's just like, oh, you're so lucky, your deck sucks, like. And then, I mean, usually in, in worse language than that, you know, and uh, I don't know. It's come on, people like grow up. Yeah, it's awful. I don't know. Do you have any I, I thought when you like threw out the magic online thing, I thought you were just going to go into like beefs with the program itself, not with the the players on the other end of, of your matches. All right. Well, <laughs> fuck it. This is another one I have written down. <laughs> magic online is I. You know, I I really don't want to complain about you know the things that Wizards does all that much. Like they they are, it's not like they're infallible, but but they make an awesome game and they allow me to play it online, which is amazing. But this Magic Online makes so much goddamn money for them, and that program is goddamn awful. <laughs> I mean, I am uh, somewhat of a software developer. I, I mean, I do quality assurance, testing, finding problems, diagnosing them so the pro- so the programs can be better. And you know what? I feel like nobody over there is doing that. It's just they have a lot of the the, the software is pretty buggy, and not only that, but there's just a lot of poor user interface stuff happening. And and I I understand they're coming out with a new client. I actually haven't used it, but I've heard that it's pretty much the same. And not only that, but it's an ugly product. Like, take pride in your goddamn product and make something that doesn't look like like it's from 1992. That damn. That is something that the new client does do better. Like it presents the game in a way that's uh, a little more visually appealing. But with that said, I, there's still a lot of holes they need to plug in that ship before it's yeah. ready to sail. Or I mean, like when the same trigger is on the stack multiple times but has different targets, say, you you mouse over it and you can't tell which one is pointing at which thing. Like there's just so much wrong with like just the small things. And I understand they must be spending time slowly fixing these things, but not enough. I mean, just they just I just feel like they need more employees. And you know what? I I could work for them. So <laughs> just call me up if you need a QA guy. I'm pretty yeah. awesome at it. This is, this has been a pretty uninspiring resume you're presenting here, Jeff. <laughs> I fucking hate your program. Hire yeah. me. Yeah, but give me a job. <laughs> and I use it all the time, even though I hate it. Yeah. The thing that bugs me the most about the Magic Online, you, you know, just uh, program is the, aside from, you know, issues with players on the other end, is the, like, digital product aspect of it. The fact that I'm paying the same amount of money for digital cards that I can only redeem in a very extravagant and frankly stupid way like why do i have to have one of every card in the set before i can have a real card for like the same dollar amount that i paid right 
or that I would pay for paper product. I I'll mean, tell you, I know the reason, but well, go the, ahead. The reason is the secondary market. They're trying to protect uh, game shops and stuff. So if if people could just trade in their cards willy nilly online, it would flood the market with real cards and reduce the value of them. I, so okay, that's fair. No, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that, but I guess yeah. I mean, what? the problem is is that okay. Let me let me re kind of reorganize my argument here. I don't have a problem with the way that that is set up necessarily. What bugs me is the way that like the Magic Online economy works. You know, where these digital cards, because there are so many of them virtually opened, that they just have so little value relative to what you spend. Whereas like exactly a, a paper card holds its value. You know, and I I don't think that that's going to change on Magic Online because it is just a supply and demand issue. Like, more packs opened equals more rares on the market equals, you know, less demand, right? I, it's it just, it bugs me that, like, I can walk away from my paper draft and have the means to, like, maybe get half of another draft set, you know, just in, like, trading in rares and mythics and foils, right? right. But if I want to do that on Magic Online, like, I have to rare draft like a motherfucker. And... Even then, like, you might not even break even unless you're winning a lot of your events. Yeah, you, you pretty much have to be winning to break even. It, yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate. I think that the, the, the problem is maybe impossible to address, or, I don't know, not impossible. They could lower the price of everything, um, money-wise, like, boosters could cost three bucks instead of four, and, you know, what have you, but, uh, yeah, but I don't but, think they're going to do that because they know they're... They, I mean, they have a golden goose or a, a goose that lays golden eggs, right? right. Like They're, they're not going to bring any more people to the product that way, I don't think. I think they'll they'll just make people happier, and that's not that necessary. Well, I know it would also, as with the redemption thing, it would take people away from playing in actual stores if it was cheaper to play on Magic Online, because it's already more convenient, you know? Like, totally any true. time of day, I can fire up MTGO and get in a draft, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, let's get off Magic Online and talk about something else. Um, Sweet. I want to talk about complainers, people who complain about stuff in Magic. And the first, the first subcategory I'm going to talk about are people who complain about formats. And not like, if a format's bad, a format's bad, right? Like if you have some degenerate standard format where like there's only one deck that's really viable and it just kind of beats all the other decks, like that's, that's, bad for the game, right? I'm talking mm-hmm. about like people who look at a limited format and be like, oh, I don't like it. It's it's too aggressive. Like Zendikar's stupid because it's all aggro decks. Or like the format's too slow. Or there's no good removal, so this format sucks. Like fucking deal with it. Learn how to play a different way of magic before you go and like bash the environment that you're in. Like I understand that you have more fun when you win and if you're bad at a format, you're probably not going to win. But I don't know, like, the game doesn't revolve around you, dickhead. That's that's my beef. <laughs> I mean, do, yeah. I, I remember when Theros came out, within the first week, like, between pre-release and regular release, I was on Twitter and seeing people go like, oh, I think this format's dumb, like, this is a bad format. And it's like, how the fuck could you possibly know that after having played maybe two drafts? You know? Like, I'm right. sorry, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, it is pretty ridiculous. I I think I think there have been very few formats that Wizards has made that have actually been awful. 
like I don't and none of them are like completely awful. There's always going to be people out there that really enjoy them. Right. What I mean, what's the worst set for limited? The worst limited format you can remember from like the recent past? I think M12. Which one was that? Like I get all the M sets mixed up. Uh that was the one with 4C uh and, and frost titan was that just like the blue white beats everything like yes. mind control at uncommon yes okay exactly yeah that one okay. was pretty bad it was really bad as a sealed format but i don't know like i guess my issue is that even when a format's bad that becomes part of the strategy you know it's like i know that white and blue are the best colors so i can either try to be white and blue when i draft or I can try to get something that's underdrafted and let like my overall like card quantity outweigh like everybody else fighting for these for like the best colors or best cards, you know. Um, it can get degenerate, no doubt. I mean, I I'm fine with people complaining about like formats that are severely unbalanced or very very simple, which is often the case with corsets, as you and I are. I mean, I think. It's well documented that we don't like corsets very much. Right. But as far as, like, complaining about something because, like, oh, I don't like infect. I don't like a mechanic in this in this block. Or I don't like, yeah, the, the, the removal in Theros is too bad. Like, all the spells suck. I, I, I don't want to have to play with so many creatures. It's like, just come on. Deal with it. <laughs> Learn a new format. Learn how to play Magic a different way than what you're used to. I mean, that's the only way you're going to get better. Yeah, and the awesome thing about the company that makes this game is they understand like when formats are heavily like biased towards certain strategies and certain things, and they never double up on these things. They will make a format like that, and then they will make one unlike that, so that as the sets rotate, people ev- everybody's happy. Like over time, everyone will enjoy this game. And yep. yeah, so fucking buck up. Play your magic, and if you hate a format so much, don't complain about it. Just go cube or something. Yeah, just don't play it. Find something else to do with your time and your money. Like that, That's the other thing. It's like they feel like they, com- they they have this right to complain because it's like the current set. Like if you don't like it, like no one's making you go out and draft it. I mean, I could not stand Cold Snap Draft. but <laughs> and, and for that reason, I didn't draft it. Same with M, M, what is it, M14 just came out. Like I drafted that yeah. format once. And Me too. And that wasn't because I tried it and didn't like it. It was because I knew I knew going in that like corsets aren't my thing, you know. So I yeah. kind of I kind of just said fuck it, I'm not gonna play this, and I have no regrets. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What else you all got? Right. Um, all right. So let's let's get into uh, some more. Um, specific examples of of jerk offs. Oh, I've got a <laughs> lot, by the way. <laughs> uh people who cheat, but not by like I guess the the way the the type of cheating that I hate the most is people who cheat by using cards incorrectly based on complicated rules. Right? But they know the correct ruling but they use it like they don't. Do you know what I'm saying here? Oh, yeah. People who try to game the system. Exactly. It's the the whole, like, playing the call to heal as just a bounce spell 
when you have no creatures in play or what have you. They're going, oops, oh, I didn't realize that kind or, of shit. Yeah, if they get caught, they're like, oh, is that how it works? It's like, really? I know you. I know you draft, like, multiple times a week. I know you've been playing this game for years. Fuck you. You know the rules. You thought I didn't, and you tried to game me, and I want to punch you in the nose. Yeah, the uh, the one that I think I see happen more often than anything else is the, the sorcery cast on at instant speed. Yeah. That that one is, like, you always got to be on the lookout for that shit. Yeah. That, uh, another good one, uh, this is this is kind of a different uh, form of... It's, it's a similar idea, but slightly different, is tapping mana, casting a spell, when you don't actually have the mana to cast that spell. The right colors, usually, is what it is. Like, yeah. they might have enough land to cast these two cards, but maybe they only have one black source, and they're trying to cast two black cards with their eight mana or whatever. I've seen that before. Yeah. I've also had somebody cast an eight mana spell with seven mana. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Cheaters is definitely one of the things on my list. Just And I didn't even write... like I have a lot of items that have like subnotes, but my one for cheaters is just... Number three, cheaters. Fuck you. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Like, again, grow up. Like, what? What? You gotta cheat at a game. Like, the reward is not that high. You know, like you're. Yeah. Again, like it's so hard to make a living off of playing Magic that w- why the hell do you need to cheat? And and I mean, even this minor stuff, you know, like you might just be doing this with your friends and and think it's okay. Like, and that might be part of the fun is oh, I pulled one over on Steve. Well, what a dummy that guy is. You know, like I've I've made that joke before where like at the end of the game I'm losing and I I tap two lands and I say boomerang and I hold out like a mana leak. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, no, you got me. <laughs> this is not the card I want it to be right now. But, I mean, people will do that, you know? Yeah. Like, they'll take a card and they'll, say they'll like, say a different card out loud, like, show you the card briefly, throw it in the graveyard, and hope that you don't notice. Right. I mean, there's... Uh, <laughs> how I learned magic was from a friend of ours... And <laughs> the first game we played uh, where he was teaching us, he told us that High Tide, the card High Tide, most people know this card, uh, he said that what it did was it would destroy a land. When it <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. He just, <laughs> you, you know who this is, by the way. This was Jake Nunnally. Oh, really? Yeah. He oh, said, boy. this card destroys a land. And so, okay. And then... <laughs> I don't even remember what this card does, but I think it's called Ashnod's, like, it's like a Fallen Empires card, Ashnod's something, it's an Ashnod's artifact. Silix or Ashnod's yeah. Altar? That's, yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> he's, I forget what it does, it does something completely worthless. But he would claim that it took the top card of your graveyard and put it into your hand. And <sighs> so he would high tide. would do... Could you read at this point? Like, were you reading these cards? Yeah, I could read. But you have you ever read High Tide with absolutely no knowledge of magic? That's it, fair. It means nothing. It's like double the blah blah blah. I mean, it doesn't sound like it kills a land, but I'm like, well, fuck, I don't know how to play this game. Meanwhile, you're looking at the stone rain in your hand, scratching your head, going like, man, they could have written it so much more elegantly, like on this red <laughs> card that I have. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, (laughs) why? It's like, I'm going to invite you over and teach you how to play this game. Oh, by the way, I'm going to cheat so I can beat you every time. (laughs) To be fair, 
he was, uh, I don't know how old, 10 years old, and I was 8 or something. So. Yeah, no, I get that. But, I mean, <laughs> it's it's the people who do this as adults. And that that's what we're, like, it's, it's ridiculous that we can call, I mean, I'm not calling out anybody in particular as, as a cheater, you know, but like cheaters in general, these are, these are grownups acting like eight year olds and 10 year olds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. I hate them. All right. How about, I'm just going to go with some, uh, some general magic personas and tell them all to fuck off. <laughs> okay. Number one. Mr. or Mrs. I have an opinion about everything. <laughs> Fuck off. Mr. or Mrs. Oh, look at this awesome pool I opened. It has this and this. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Mr. or Mrs. God's gift to magic. Oh, my God. This is my least favorite person in the store. You yeah. know, every time. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Or that lady. Mm-hmm. Mr. or Mrs. Tell me how amazing my deck is. Like, just look at it and tell me it's the best. Because it's awesome. <laughs> don't you think it's awesome? You don't think it's awesome? You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. And last last one I have here is Mr. or Mrs. Bad Hand Silver Lining. You know, the people who, like, talk themselves into bad hands and then complain about losing. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Just fucking learn to mulligan. Like, <laughs> If I only draw, if I draw a swamp and then I draw a mountain, this hand is incredible. Keep. Yeah. That is, yeah, it's rough. Um, <laughs> I let me uh, let me add on to that, please. Uh, Mister, I watched your cube draft and I can tell that your decisions are completely incorrect because. <laughs> They don't fucking understand at all what the point of cube is, but yeah, it's just the, it's, but I mean, in general, the people who are like, oh, you're wrong. (laughs) That's, that's an incorrect decision when magic is full of gray area. Like almost every decision could be argued one way or the other. And especially in a cube draft when you're like, oh, obviously the upheaval was the pick. (laughs) <laughs> when you you took the mana vault instead, but upheaval is the more important card. It's like, fuck you, <laughs> go kill yourself because because <laughs> obviously your statement is absurd. It's cube. All these cards are good. I go picked away. the one I wanted to play with. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. How about how about just some general mechanical stuff. People who fuck up a draft, not zone drafting, dropping before the last round of Swiss in like a live eight man. Yep. Quote unquote, losing rares for a rare draft or forgetting to turn in your foil, you know? Oops. Oh, I, I, I had this, this foil like dollar common in my pile. I, oh, yep. That went missing. Oh yeah. Really? Come on. (laughs) People who don't protect and conceal their pack while they're drafting. Oh my god, I have that on here too. People or actually, that, yeah. My mine is more specific to people who do that, and also the people who, <laughs> who are look. like, who are to like turn like show their pack to their friend. Oh, like, I hate oh. That. I'm like, oh fuck you, this is a draft. <laughs> 
Don't show people your cards. God damn it. Uh, similarly, people who don't protect or conceal their hand while they're playing. Yeah. Like how how hard is that? Like I have friends who do this. They like I I think it's because it helped like it, it helps them understand what their cards do if they like hold them at an angle so that they're like <laughs> in in like the same like horizontal plane as the cards on the table, which is flat by the way. You know, like if I tilt my hand more downward so my opponent can see it, but now I can see these cards at the same time as I'm looking at the battlefield like that's just dumb. Don't do it. Protect your hand. Information is like one of the most important things you have in this game when you're trying to win. Yep. That's uh. pretty bad. <laughs> uh, um, all right. I got, uh, so on the same lines of like people who ruin drafts, fucking, I guess you'd call them tournament organizers <laughs> that don't know how to organize a goddamn draft. Yeah. This is a bad one. Oh my god. The, the, essentially the drafts that start and then end like five hours later. It's like, really? This needed to take this long? What the fuck were you doing? Like, why, what are, why are we sitting here not playing? Nobody's playing. What are we doing? What's happening? <laughs> goddamn, put the numbers into the computer and print out the goddamn sheet and give us our goddamn assignments and we'll play the goddamn game. Or, oh man, there's just so much awful, like, oh, the draft starts at 6 o'clock, and then at 6.15, they're still fucking setting it up. It's like, really? <laughs> when you say something starts at 6, I that didn't mean that you start working on it at 6. I mean, the draft started at 6. So yeah. make it start. And, oh my god. It's just like, the the drafts, the stores that you go to, and the drafts are always four plus hours long... I never go back to your store again. Yeah, this is you why you are losing players. This is why we started drafting at a pizza place. You know exactly why. <laughs> it's like running running a draft on your own. It cuts at least an hour out. It's not hard to run a draft either. Like it's really easy to learn how to generally do tiebreakers. Every once in a while, you get down to the point where you have to go to like opponents' game win percentage, and yeah, that sucks. But like. Figuring out, like, opponent's match win percentage is very easy. Like, it's not hard. You can no. do this. Like, I, this is just, aside from ranting, if you have this problem at your store where drafts just take forever, like, find a new place to draft. Organize a draft on your own. It's not that hard. It's really not. And, I mean, if, like, tournament organizers might be listening to this and saying, like, Oh, well, yeah, it's not as easy as you make it sound. Yeah, it's much harder because we have to do all this shit with the program, blah, blah, blah. I bet you. I've never used the, I don't know. I, Wizards has a standard program, right? Yeah, well, there's DCI Reporter and then there's there's another one too, but they're, they're yeah. both pretty similar. But anyway, I'm sure that there is a way to input everything manually and not have the system do whatever you're trying to make it do. So if that's possible, run your draft without it. At the end, input everything in. Done. Yeah, I, th I think above all else, what it comes down to is having people who understand what's going on without the program. And because I think a lot of the time you get these these store owners or store employees who don't really know how the tiebreakers work, and they just trust the computer to handle everything for them. 
And so, like, there's no implicit understanding of kind of what's going on behind the scenes. And that makes them, one, a little lazy about it. And two, just less knowledgeable. Like, like I said, like, I know how to do pairings based upon who won and who lost and make sure that you don't have, like, repairs, you know? But, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I feel like because I know that, if I went to go use DCI Reporter or, or the other program, like, I'd have a much easier time knowing what I was doing when I'm inputting those results, because I understand how that process works without the program, you know? Totally. And it is, it is easy to get down on tournament organizers because these guys are often like running a store at the same time. Um, or like at, at, at a GP dealing with just a fuck ton of people. But, uh, I mean the fact that it took until this year before they, they stopped allowing people to register for grand prix on the day of the event. Like we couldn't have, figured that out two years ago i mean i i get that the demand for magic has gone up a lot recently and that's what kind of sparked that that movement that decision but at the same time like before they started doing that like the the no registration on on the day of the things never started on time like the gps would like oh it starts at 10 like 11 15 rolls around uh Please sit down for deck construction. Like, come on. Like, this means we're going to be here till 10 at night. I don't know. It, it makes me crazy. It, it used to make me really crazy. Now they're, like, fair, to be fair, most TOs, especially for these big events, have gotten a lot better about that. Like, turning over rounds really quickly. The last uh, the last couple of GPs I've been to have been, have run very smoothly. But, this, it, yeah, at the local shop level, Ugh, yeah it's it's dangerous like if i mean some people don't care like i guess but when when you have like other shit to do or maybe you want to draft again like these slow down situations are really frustrating still there jeff yeah okay i thought i lost you um all right what else can we what else can i complain about i'm gonna complain about more complainers how about people <laughs> Who just complain about the variance of limited? Like, oh well, well he just opened a better pool than me, so I lost. And it's like, wait a minute, like, come on, slow down, pump the brakes. I just, I, I can't stand people who like dismiss the skill involved in building steel pools properly, dismiss the skill involved in drafting well, dismiss the skill involved in knowing the cards in the metagame of a limited format, like. It's limited isn't just luck. It's not. You can look at like these, these GPs that are happening, like giant limited tournaments, and it's not a coincidence that people like Shuhei and LSV and whoever else like continually make day two, finish in the money, often make top eight, you know, like Ben Stark. Look at that guy's fucking record, like in limited defense. He's a master. It's not luck. He doesn't open the best pool every time he shows up to a GP. Totally. I don't know. I just, in general, like one of my biggest like rants is on people who just actively look for other things to blame for their losses and their like being bad at magic other than like things that they can actually control. You know, it's like, oh, I'm just going to pass the buck because I know that there is some variance involved in magic. So I'm just going to blame everything on that variance, even when it's very rarely the case, like that variance is the reason I lost. Yeah, I have something along the same lines. What do you got? Uh, people who complain 
about Magic's mana system in general. There are plenty of people that are, they you know, they, they play the game and they enjoy it, but at the same time, they're constantly saying, they're complaining about Mana Screwed or Mana Flood and saying how, like, busted the game of Magic is because of this system. And it's, you know, the whole variant, it's based on the variance thing, like, they, they hate how variant it is because, like, if you don't draw your mana right, then you lose, and that's bullshit. But, <laughs> um... The thing is, that's the reason they're playing the game. I 100% guarantee it. The The mana system is a genius system. And the reason is, is because it can make you lose. Yep. <laughs> and you know why? It's This game isn't chess. If this game was chess, there would be so few players. Like the, There would be the handful of people that are really awesome at the game. And then there'd be those new players that would come in and, and try to play against them and lose every time, no matter what. And with the mana system, because we have variance in how this game plays, like, uh, you can play against LSV as a fairly new player and beat him. Yeah, and you, it's not you even, have a chance. It's not even crazy to think about. Like, he's, he's a pro that's been on multiple top eight pro tours, and not easy you couldn't easily beat him but you could definitely beat him even if your skill level is is not that great and it's because of the variance of this game like the idea of beating the best is possible and the when you start playing the game you'll get wins like you won't just lose constantly because the game is variant and because the mana punishes people you know different people based on their keeps and things like that and um, and not, not only that, but there is a way to minimize how much the mana system punishes you. Yep. Build it's a called, better mana base. Yeah, it's called building good mana bases and mulliganing when necessary. Yep. And people will just go and complain about the system, not realizing that they're not even doing it right. It's frustrating. Yeah. No, I have a very similar argument laid out here where it's just people who complain about bad luck in general and... The main culprits are people who blame, like, Mana Screw, Mana Flood, or, oh, I was, I, I could have beat you, but I just top-decked three, dan- three lands in a row at the end of the game. And it's like, these people just won't reflect on their mistakes at all. Like, should you have mulliganed that hand, maybe? Uh, did you make mistakes while you were screwed or flooded that cemented that loss that you had? Yeah, you know? like, that's a big one. And, and yeah, the, I think the biggest one is, did you make mistakes while you were drafting or deck building? Like, could you have just drafted a better deck that could win through screw and win through flood from time to time. Like just the, and the, the ones that really get me are the people who complain about like mana screw or mana flood with, and just completely disregard what was going on on the other side of the table and like what like hardships or bad luck their opponent had to play through to win the game. You know? Oh yeah. Oh God, that drives me fucking insane. It's like, oh, well, I totally could have beat you, and I just top deck three lands in a row. I'm like, yeah, I top deck three lands in a row at the end too, and I won. Like, th- this <laughs> shit happens. Like, it happens to everybody. It happens to like in every event multiple times like you're gonna and you're gonna have to mulligan sometimes it may not be fun when you have to mulligan to four but sometimes it's the right call you have to learn to make that call and be okay with the result i guess and that's ultimately like even if you were unlucky like the reason you lost is straight up bad luck fucking deal with it man like just like you were saying jeff that's the the whole 
reason why people love this game is because that variance allows them to win from positions that might have seemed unwinnable. And like, you have to take the good with the bad. These things are closely related. They're hand in hand with each other. It's like, I don't know, like open your eyes. Yeah. I, I have that on my rant list as well. People who are poor sports essentially and, and tilt really easily on their losses and often blame it on, you know, bad luck or what have you it's like get over yourself you know this game is yeah. is has variance and you might lose because of it sometimes like don't cry about it don't like throw your cards don't you know just storm out of the shop or whatever like get over it and move on and then play your next game and do well because you're not a little baby and you can <laughs> handle a one loss yeah um, it, it all kind of comes back to this idea of like, if you want to be good at the game, if you want to improve, like you just can't have these attitudes. You can't <laughs> just like look for any excuse to throw a, sh- a little hissy fit. It's like, come on, be a grown up and like put some of the blame on yourself because chances are that's where it belongs, you know? Yeah. I, I just don't understand people who aren't like actively trying to improve, you know? Or at least complainers who aren't, you know, it's like, it's one thing, yeah, if you, if you do get unlucky, but it's those people who don't have the self-awareness that, I don't know, you're just never going to get any better. Yeah, totally. Um, I got some that are unrelated to this, but. Oh, please go ahead. Uh, so people who get upset when the person to their left didn't read their signals in a draft. Oh yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) This guy is like sending, you know, cutting off green super hard, pack one, like so hard. Oh, I didn't pass any green. And then pack two, like, ah, oh, the green's going to be coming my way. Oh, no, it doesn't. What the fuck? What happened? And then the draft ends and they see the guy to right to their left drafted green and they freak out. They're like, <laughs> what? Why didn't you notice that I was cutting all the green cards? You're such an idiot. You fucking dumbass. Like, ruin the draft. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. They get all pissed. I've seen this, like, actual freakouts in the middle of stores based on this. And goddamn, guess what? <laughs> Sending signals means nothing. It means fucking nothing. You do not control what the person to your left does. You know what you do control? What the person to your right is passing to you, or you don't control this, but... You, you can control, read those signals. You control paying attention to what the person on your right is passing to you. Like, that's the only thing that matters. Sending signals means nothing. Reading them is everything. If you are, if you're like, oh, I'm going to cut all the green cards, and you pass no green cards, you know what that means? That means that other people down on your right were also cutting green cards, because if you pass no green cards, other people are taking them. And maybe all this blue is flowing through you. And you weren't paying fucking attention because you drafted that bomb green rare just like the guy to your left did. And they wanted to stay in green just like you did. And you both are dumbasses. (laughs) So, you know, don't get mad at the guy who doesn't read your signals when you're probably not reading the signals either. You're sending them. And that's not the way to do it. 
Furthermore, those are the exact people you want to be playing against if your goal is to win. You want people who incorrectly interpret signals and who get into a color when you're cutting them off in it. Like, that means that your deck is going to be pretty good and theirs is going to be really bad because they're just taking all the swag green stuff or whatever that you didn't take. Like, their deck is going to be worse, giving you a better chance to win the draft. Congratulations! Like, this is a good thing. Why are you complaining? Yeah, it's... Uh... It's so frustrating. It's like people who just think, like, everything should have gone their way in a draft, like, exactly how they wanted it to. It's just... Yeah. Come on. The wishful thinkers. You're such a goddamn idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I I got, like, four more, Greg. How many more do you have? I actually only have a couple more. I blazed through a couple. Um, One of these is is kind of a... uh, I'll I'll just say it. Format warping limited bombs. Like... I I I I'm a little hypocritical here because I, t- I complained about people who complain about formats, but every <laughs> once in a while there's a card that comes along that's just like, come on, wizards, this Etherling. yeah, that, that's number one on my list. Etherling, <laughs> like overrun and mind control at uncommon, they don't do that anymore, thank God. Vampire Nighthawk, Drana, Jace, Memory Adept, just these cards that are absurdly hard to interact with and just win games outright by themselves while showing up too often in limited. Jace Memory Adept at least was a mythic, but Etherling, Mind Control, Vampire Nighthawk, Drana, these cards are too good! God damn it, they're too good. How how is Etherling not a mythic? That's like the most mythic card I've ever seen in my life. I know, it's it's (laughs) mind-boggling. And it's not like they couldn't have known that it was going to be absurd in Sealed and Draft. They had to know. Yeah, they did. They had to. I I think that that card was uh, they all were only thinking about constructed. It was like, well, everyone's gonna want this card for constructed, so yeah. we make it a mythic. Everyone's gonna complain. That's the double edged sword for sure. Yeah, but I mean, I don't play constructed, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> Here, I got a next rant that that really that you know ties ties into this well. Okay, uh, it's actually a double. So the first one is people who think the game should only be for them. Um, now, this is the most hi- hypocritical rant I have on here, <laughs> because I think the game should only be about limited. Yeah. But, I mean, take, for example, that entire previous 30 seconds where I complained yeah. about a, a rare that I wish was a mythic, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, you know, we're, everyone's going to be this way, but it we shouldn't. We should understand that the game is for so many different types of people, for casual people, for multiplayer players, for, you know, spiky constructed players, for casual constructed players, or, you know, limited casual players even. Like, we're, there's a million different types of players, and all of them buy the cards, and all of them need to be catered to, or they will lose money. So, guess what, you know... This game isn't only for you. If something doesn't work out for you and isn't like isn't what you like or what you want, there's probably a reason for it, and you should get over yourself. With, um, with that said, kind of, I'm going to piggyback on your point here. I do think that of like the separate subcultures of Magic, like limited players, constructed players, casual players, that typically limited players tend to be the best about acknowledging like, the reason for for a, a card's existence or a card's rarity, you know? Mostly because when you play limited, like, 
it's it's a level playing field when you start for the most part. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to open up three randomized packs and we're going to draft those. You know, there's skill involved, but at the same time, like if a card like it doesn't cost me anything more to to get into a draft than it would any other player. But if like I want to go play in a legacy tournament, like if I want to keep up with the guy who has like the $1000 deck or whatever, I probably have to spend a good chunk of money or like, you know, resources and time trading and whatnot. But I, I do think that limited players tend to have a more like clear lens of which to like look at magic through. Do you agree with that or disagree? I agree a hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's the whole like, uh, when a card is a mythic and the community complains about it and you, <laughs> in or the constructed community and and you look at it and you're like, well, yeah, if this was a rare, like that totally break limited. So why are you complaining? <laughs> yeah. But, but well, and also like, just because like, especially if you're a limited only player, you kind of don't care about a card's value. Like, I mean, you, you do cause you were obviously trying to win these cards or, or rare draft these cards and then turn them into more product to draft with or whatever, or, or put them into your constructed deck. But I think limited players understand that like it doesn't really matter, you know, like <laughs> how much a card is worth for this tournament, for this event I'm playing in, you know, mm-hmm. like that has that has very little bearing on how successful I'm going to be. Right. But, I have uh, a tie in rant that will show how hypocritical I am. Please, by all means. People who only play constructed, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> what what are you doing? You're you're playing you're playing a game where the best version of it is you're not even doing. You're playing the worst of two <laughs> types of this game. What the fuck is wrong with you? Go learn how to draft. I understand you look at a draft and maybe you've done it a couple times. You're like, I was terrible and I hate it. And I play constructed and I know what I'm doing and and it's fun to me. You know what's more fun? Being good at limited. So get good at limited and go play limited. <laughs> I feel it. like we should have let off with that one. That should have been the first uh, rant. It probably should have been. The thing I, is, I ha- is the, the, who, who, what constructed experts are listening to this podcast right now, you know, or constructed only players? Nobody. That's right. one of the best parts about this rant is if you only play <laughs> constructed and you're listening to a podcast, what the fuck are you doing listening to our podcast? <laughs> no, Actually, no, we, we need to welcome those people. Like these, these are the people we want. We're trying to convert them. We don't need to tell them to fuck off, but we do need to tell them that, hey, you're in the right spot. This is where you want to be. Learn to play limited. It's way better than constructed. It is. It's like it's, a secret that I feel like half the magic community doesn't doesn't know. Right. I'm well, okay. There's plenty of players that play both. And you know, kudos to you. You know, you you spend some time playing with the cards you win from limited, I guess. That's fun maybe. But you know, the people that just are so afraid of limited and just won't get into it because it's so foreign to them. Come on, grow some balls or <laughs> some ovaries and get playing. Goddamn limited. So much better. Yeah. I mean, and we're dev- obviously we're biased. We're limited. No, only we're not at all. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I, <laughs> hey, I've played constructed and there are certain forms of constructed that I do think are legitimately awesome. Yeah, but most of them are casual formats. I'm right. sorry, the constructed spiky formats are pretty boring to me. But I don't know. That is that is just my opinion on that matter. But 
Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not going to begrudge anybody for playing constructed formats because I do think it is fun to to build decks and to think about like different cards and different scopes like a card in Theros Raft versus like in Cube, you know. Uh I mean that's those are two different formats, but yeah, I just I don't understand why people you're right, there's like a fear of drafting and a fear of I guess it's, I, the unknown, I think, is all it is, you know, and it's like that natural human ability of like, oh, I don't I don't know what I'm going to have. I don't know what I'm going to be playing with. So I don't like it. Like, I want to play blue, you know, and, and I think part of the problem is these people come into like they try limited and there's like, oh, I'm just going to take the white cards because I love to play white. And it's like, unfortunately, that's kind of not how limited works. And so you're going to have like bad experiences or, or bad results, which lead to bad experiences. If you come into a, like a limited format and be like, oh, I'm going to try to draft an aggro deck every time because I love to play aggro and constructed, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, there's a, there is a, like a hurdle you have to get over. Like you kind of have to open up your mind a little bit before you're, you can really embrace limited as a game compared to constructed. If that's what you were kind of like raised on in magic. Yeah, I have a, this is, this. can, can I say something that has nothing to do about magic? No, please. <laughs> so I've been playing a video game recently called scrolls. It's, it's actually an online card game, a digital card game. Um, and they, they have a version of draft, which is like, they'll give you four cards to choose from, and then uh, you'll pick one, and they'll give you four dip, four new random cards to choose from, and you'll pick one, and it'll go on like that till you get 45 cards. And uh, it's fucking dumb because <laughs> you, because it's random. Like you have no control over what, like it it. Well, okay, I don't really know what their algorithm is and how they do it all, but from what it seems to me, I've done like four or five of them. It's it's like just completely random. So you start taking the like cards in your color that you like, and then all of a sudden those cards stop showing up. And it's not because like the guy to your right is taking them and you should have paid attention and noticed that it's cause it's fucking random. Anyway, that game is in general pretty fun, but that is a dumb thing that they yeah, have. Yeah. That's introducing a little bit too much variance probably. Yeah. I mean, well, it just, it just removes the, the like, the fun and the skill of drafting to like pick your favorite color and hope it shows up. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get back on the magic. I've got, uh, I think two or three more here. So I, I found some hiding in the cracks of my notes. Uh, nice. one, one I missed earlier was, uh, and this ties into what you were talking about with like tor- tournament organizers who can't keep up the pace of a, an event. Slow players. And specifically oh, yeah. at casual events, you know, like at an FNM or like your weekly draft, people who just like show up and just will take their sweet ass time, especially because like if they, if they know there's not a round timer, like if you're not timing rounds with some sort of repercussions, they're just like take as long as they want and they hold up the whole draft and it drives me crazy, Jeff. Yeah. It tilts me so bad sometimes. It's like everybody's waiting on it. It's like it's w- the worst when you're in that match with the slow player and you're just like, not only am I waiting for you, but everyone else is waiting for you before we can finish this game and get to the next round. Like, hurry the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, when it comes to that, like, you just have to time the rounds. Yeah. And, like... It it kind of ruins it in a way if people 
are like kind of taking advantage of that system and doing it because if you don't time rounds, like you can, people can start rounds before other people are done with the round previous if they know who they're going to be paired with, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, but if people are taking advantage of it and slow playing like crazy and turning the rounds into hour and a half long ridiculousness, then you just have to time them. I, I yeah, unfortunately, because yeah. those people will just constantly do that and. It's just, it's hard at casual events one because then somebody has to keep track of the time, which I mean, isn't that hard in the day and age of smartphones, but still it's, it's, it's a bit of an inconvenience. And at the same time, like you get to that point where it's like, what happens if you did just have a match that kind of went long because of circumstances in the game and you get down to that, like a time in the round and it's probably going to end like within the next like six turns or seven turns. And the people are playing at a reasonable pace. Like, at a casual event, I'm inclined to let those people play it out. But if you're timing rounds to keep, like, the legitimate slow players in check, you can't create that double standard. And it, it just it just makes an awkward situation. I don't I don't like it. It makes me upset. And I, yeah. I don't know. There's no good way to do it. Nope. No. Nope. It's just... Uh, the, the, the best way to do it is to find people to play with who play at a reasonable pace. Yeah. Know? And don't mm-hmm. tank on every minor decision or, or no decision. Right. That's that's the one that pisses me off. It's like... <laughs> you tapped out. Tapped out. Oh, yeah. And I'm, like, attacking in, and I'm like, okay, you've declared blockers. Are you ready? It's like, wait. It's like, what? A, wait for what? Like, that's dead. That's dead. There's let's, nothing let's to on. wait for. Yeah. Oh, God. So this brain crazy. has to catch up with the fact that there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's ridiculous. All right. I got a random one here. Uh-huh. Players who expect you to play the exact same way that they play. And this, I'm going to be a little hypocritical here, but pace of play is one of them. Like, <laughs> like if, if I'm up against someone who's playing faster than me, like, and they're just like, you need to hurry up. It's like, no, dude, I'm, we have plenty of time. Like, I know how I play when I play at my pace. You can deal with this. Like, and you, I don't have to play as fast as you. That's not how this game works. Uh, lands in front versus lands in back. I've had people get legitimately upset at my friends for playing with their lands in front of their creatures on the battlefield. Like, yeah. And people have told, I've heard people like call judges and be like, they, he can't do this, can he? This is illegal. It's like, are you serious? Like, where in the rule book does it say that my creatures have to be in this spot on the battlefield? Like, yes, there's like the MTGO like standard that most people conform to nowadays, but come on. Like, <laughs> Like what? What difference does it make if my creatures are behind my lands? You can still see them, can't you? Yeah, I've had. Yeah, I, I am one of those people. Are Are you, Greg? You don't play that way. I used to play lands in front, but I've since converted to lands in the back. Yeah, I am a lands in front guy, and uh, man, so often do I get <laughs> shit for it. It's like. It's fine if you want to joke about it, if someone wants to bust your balls about it. Yeah, I, I've had the jokey people, then that's fine. But I have had legitimate people that are like... They're, they're, nobody will say, can you do that? Everyone will say, if they have a problem you with it... You can't do that. They will say you can't. Yeah. They will say it like they know it for sure. Right. They're like, oh, you can't play like that. You can't. You have to put your lands behind yourself. <laughs> that's like, unreal to me. I, it's like, how, how are you giving me this information right now? Because you made it up on the spot. Yeah. I know that I can. So, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I, I, I just if anybody does that, I'm just like, okay, call judge. Yeah, it's like prove it, you know. Yeah, and they'll call them and they'll be like, no, there's they can do that. The the more the more serious end of this is uh as far as like strictness of rules and take backs 
as far as, like, people who expect you to play the same way as they do. Like, if someone shows up to a draft and I'm, like, I, I want to win when I play a draft. And for the most part, like, I'm not super strict. If someone makes, like, a minor mistake that is clear, like, oh, I, I just, that was dumb. Like, it's like, okay, fine, go ahead and take that back or whatever. But when people ask for take backs on stuff that, like, just was just a misplay, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's like oh, it's like I I should take I get to take that back, right? I'm like no, no fucking way. Like I've already like cast a spell in response or whatever. Like yeah, but I didn't know blah blah blah. And they're like come on, dude. Like it's like well, th- this is a casual. We're just drafting. We're just having fun, right? And I'm like yeah, I'm having fun because I'm gonna beat you because you suck. Like the, <laughs> like you just made a really dumb decision, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be rewarded for it. So I mean, and that that's fun for me. Like I'm sorry that you're not having fun, but if if that's your problem, then learn to play better. Well, I, the problem is is that when when it comes to taking things back, it just removes the idea that you're playing a game. Oh yeah, you're now playing a simulation of a game that you have a rewind button and it's not actual there's no strategy to it it's just like oh i'm gonna do things and then realize what they do once they're done and take them back and do it correctly the second time it's like you know we're not play testing here we're playing you know a tournament presumably with something on the line right yeah yeah there there generally is something on the line and even if there isn't like I don't, I, I mean, you're just removing, it It just, it makes it so there's no game. It's like, we're not playing Magic anymore. We're doing some other weird thing, yeah. like a, an exercise that, that is not what I came here to do. It just doesn't, it's not, I don't know. And it's, the, the real bummer of it is, and this kind of comes back to a point I've been bringing up over and over again, is that what they'll do is instead of trying to learn from the mistake that they have made, they'll use that mistake or the reason that you or like they'll use the fact that you didn't give them a take back as an excuse for why they didn't win. And it's yeah, like, that's crazy. I, it's like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like if you, you didn't let me cheat. <laughs> so I lost. You suck. <laughs> oh, it's, it's that guy's fault. I, I, that happened to me at GP Philly where this one guy, like, Oh, at a Grand Prix? Oh, at a Grand Prix. Every... Wow. At, well, no, I shouldn't say take backs, but this guy was just a straight-up liar. I, I think I talked about it after the event, but, like, okay. he missed a trigger on an upkeep. Uh, it was martial law, you know? The yeah. card where every upkeep he gives it detains That's something. And every, it, for the most part, every turn he remembered to detain. Like, I think I had a really good target. Like, in uh, the arch something of the triumvirate, the big like four or five flyer that if I connect with it in the air, like I get to detain oh, stuff. Oh God. Yeah. Right. So he had like every turn detain, detain, detain. And then finally on one of his upkeeps, he forgot. He just straight forgot. And he went to his draw step. I noticed it and he goes into attack and I'm like block, <laughs> you know, cause yes. his, and, and he's like, no, I detained that. I'm like, not this turn. You didn't. And it, I mean, it, I don't know. And he just tried to claim that he did. Oh, yeah. He called a judge. Over, he called the judge like, judge, get over here. And I'm like, yeah, not only did I see you do it, but that spectator over there, like, he caught you doing it, too. Like, <laughs> you're, you're boned, buddy. And it just, I don't know. Like, and I'm sure, and I, and I saw him, like, after the round complaining to his friends. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know if he was deluded to the point where he didn't, like, he, he should have been. He actually should've believed been. he did detain it. And because I, I, I can believe that that happened, you know, where it had become so routine every turn that he would detain that. Like, it was almost understood that every turn he was going to detain this thing that was going to win me the game if I ever got to attack with it. 
Yeah. But, like, meanwhile, like, I, I don't know, just... Yeah, no, that's... It's, it's crazy. Like, the, the people who want to use that, like, the fact that, yeah, like, you put it perfectly. You didn't let me cheat, and that's why I lost. It's like... <laughs> How how flawed is that argument? How how stupid is that? Uh, it yeah, it's pretty bad. All right, I have. Are you done? Are you out of rants? I have one more, but why don't you go here? Okay, I have two, and the last one's kind of silly, so I'll do the first one. All right, power creep. I don't like it, <laughs> but but I have to give like a little asterisk here. It's in general. It's not as bad as it may seem. Uh, the power creep on it's generally on creatures, uh, or it's pretty much 100% on creatures, not on spells. It happens with spells too, but yes, it's it's more it's, noticeable and tangible on creatures. Yeah, but um, but generally how magic has done it in the past, I don't know, five, ten, not ten years, five five years or so, is when they make something much better, they generally make something else slightly worse or something the creep is always kind of checked in a way um where where nothing like it's not ever constantly getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until we're going to be casting like one mana four fours (laughs) which is nice i appreciate that (laughs) but the biggest reason i hate power creep is because i love nostalgia greg no i was yeah i was gonna echo that sentiment as well and you know what like as much as I know that Fire Drinker Seder needs to be in the cube over Jackal Pup. This is the exact card I was thinking yeah. of when you brought this up. It is heartbreaking. I isn't know. It? Oh, it is. It, I mean, we we had this discussion. We're updating our cube right now, and Fire Drinker Seder just got printed. We have Jackal Pup in the cube. There's no reason we shouldn't put Fire Drinker Seder in for Jackal Pup, and it makes me sad. I just don't want to do it. I'm just like, yeah, but look at the pup. So I want to <laughs> cuddle it. But it has it. it has a relevant creature type of jackal. Yeah, there's like no good reason to keep jackal pup in the queue, but I'd I'd rather have jackal pup in there. Yeah, and, and in a that's... year I probably won't care. You know, no, I... it, but that's the, but that's a big thing about cube is that when you play cube, a, a part of it is nostalgia. And if power creep keeps happening over the years, like we're gonna have no old cards in the cube. I mean, granted some. Old spells are absurd. When we'll yeah, I can't wait till we get to take Ancestral Recall out of there. That'll be that'll be great. Fucking power creep. You're ruining magic. But yeah, I mean, when I do look at the cube and I see how many like cards printed in the past two years are in there, it's sad. Like I almost want to be like, can we just take that out for Morphling or something? Like I know Morphling is just not even that good anymore, but how cool is Morphling? Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I was actually, I had this thought the other day. I, my idea was to build a, a fair cube, you know? Not so like. No power and stuff? Well, not, yeah, probably not no power. Probably not no power. <laughs> probably no power. Um, and just in general, like, no cards that are just absurdly s- stupid or degenerate. Like, you're not going to be able to cast Ulamog on turn two with a channel. I mean, I understand that that's a lot of what's appealing about cube, but I think it would be fun to have just, like, a lot of good cards in a cube like especially the ones that evoke that nostalgia you know mm-hmm. i don't know I, yeah. I i don't know if this is a good idea but it was an idea i had the other day and i was wondering if it would work or not it would work uh and i'd like to talk to you more about that after the cast okay <laughs> yeah that sounds good um all right so i have one last one here and this is like a very 
I don't know, spiky one for me. Mm-hmm. And I guess I, I've talked a lot about how just the people who upset me the most are the people who make excuses for losing and don't acknowledge like maybe how winning might have been good luck on their part. You know, it's just that the mm, perfect yeah. zone of of uh you know like not thinking about what's actually happening in a game. And this is kind of related to that, but it's like players who expect the power level of their cards to replace tight, good play. Like these are the the people that might piss me off more than anyone else. Like it's like, oh well I had these bombs and I still lost. Like the something went wrong. Like this I've been robbed. It's like, yeah, but you made a bunch of mistakes. Like I was watching that game and you played the wrong land on turn two. Ooh. <clears throat> Excuse me. And like that that kind of stuff. Those those people who just want to skate on on power level of a card and not actually not realize they have to play well to allow that card to win the game for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, it, it falls in that same category of people who just want to make excuses for their losses and, and discount like any reasons that they uh, yeah, might've gotten lucky or unlucky. And uh, th- these people in general just piss me off. I don't like them. Right. But all right. What's your silly one? All right. Last rant. This goes out to every person who cannot hear me say this. People who do not listen to our podcast, fuck you. Oh, yeah, they're the worst. Because, you know what? There's a lot of magic podcasts out there. This and is a lot clearly of the are, best. A lot of them are great. This is obviously the best one. But, you know, it's great. I mean, what are you <laughs> doing? What the hell are you doing? You turn it on... You know, something else. You're watching television. What? What the fuck is that? That's an outdated piece of technology. It's podcast time, people. Yeah. If you play Magic, if you Ray- play limited Magic, and you're not listening to our podcast, you're fucking up. You're really fucking up <laughs> because because you don't just get awesome advice from us for you know playing and drafting and being just all around better people. Because we give life advice here on this oh, yeah. podcast. It's very relevant. But you're also missing out on the sweet entertainment, man. This 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 is more entertaining than, you know, half of the things on the planet. And more than, you know, the other half, too. It's probably the most entertaining thing. Ever. So if you're not listening to our podcast, and I know you can't hear me, fuck you. <laughs> Just sending bad vibes to those people right now. Just goddamn right. Putting a hex on them. Yeah, and that goes out to people I know who don't play Magic. My parents, actually, <laughs> oh, yeah. my, my mom's listened to this podcast once. <laughs> she She's not going to was... like this one. This is clearly the most profanity-laden podcast we've ever done. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, she said we did a very good job. <laughs> oh, thanks, Jeff's mom. She's like, it sounded like you guys really knew what you were talking about. <laughs> like, she's, she's she's half right. It sounded like that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I I actually I had Courtney listen to our my clips show that I put together last week, uh, and that was the first episode she ever heard of this. So uh, she'll never hear this. So fuck you, Courtney. God. <laughs> listen, listen to our podcast. What a dummy. Oh man. 
all those people. Man, how many, there are over 6 billion people in the world. Or 7 billion? I don't even know anymore. There's a lot. There's no excuse for them all not to be I listening. I see the download numbers. Podcast. I know that there are not 7 billion downloads. <laughs> I know. I know you're out there. Really, people should be downloading it more than once, too, because the only thing that is better than listening to East West Draftcast is listening to it again on a different device. Like, I'll, I don't understand why people don't listen to the podcast on their computer, on their iPhone, on their car stereo with, like, mixtapes, you know? Yeah, on their Betamax. Betamax. Wait, that's a video format, right? Yeah, but it has an audio track. Like, you just have, like, a blank screen in East West Draftcast. Like, that sounds pretty sweet to me. It does. It does. And, you know, it would help increase our ad revenue. We're getting tons of that. Oh, yeah. All of our advertisements. Jeff, I'm going to tell you one thing. I gots to get paid. Oh, for real. For sure. (laughs) Yeah, this this stuff does not come cheap, you know. We We get a big salary for this podcast. Yeah. And it comes because you people download... And those sweet sponsors are giving us crazy cash. Oh, yeah. You, you know who I'm talking about. You hear their ads every single episode. Yep. So we got we got the best advertisers, man. I really love them. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, if you want to pay us. <laughs> yeah, we'll, send, send PayPal. We'll play your ads. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, that was my last rant. Fuck that's, everybody who doesn't listen to this. I hate them. Good one to go out on. I like that. And, and you know what? That's, that's the greatest part about this is we just complain and complain and complain. And I really do believe that the people who listen to this show aren't the people I'm talking about, you know? And <laughs> yeah. it's literally no, like nothing's going to change. No one's going to like learn a lesson from the East West. Oh, like maybe I was being a dick when I was doing that. Like that's, <laughs> oh yeah, they, they really called me on my shit. And now I'm going to change my ways. It's like, no, because the people who listen to this podcast are pretty cool people. Like I've They're met, fucking I've, awesome. Yeah. I've met the listeners. Like in all different cities, I, every last all one of three them, of them, all three, I met him in that one time at GP Vegas. Uh, no, but like I've, I've met some listeners, like I've interacted with listeners like through Twitter and email and, and all of that. And they're generally great. And they're not the type of people who are going to do this shit that pisses me off. And they are the type of people who are going to try to learn from their mistakes and try to get better at magic and be like harshly self-analytical in their quest to become better. And so, I mean, I'm not saying this podcast was a waste of time because I thought it was probably the best one we've ever done. It definitely had the most fucks, the most shits, and definitely a, a lot of, I don't know, just general anger. And I feel that that makes for good radio. But <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, it's like, who, who are we helping? I mean, I think I, it's okay, like, this as long as not I an a, advice show. This was a therapy session. Yeah, that's really what it is. It's for like you and I to vent. It's for everyone else to listen and nod along knowingly going, yes, correct. Oh, they're absolutely right. I mean, I think they do that in every podcast we put out there. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, Greg and Jeff are right again. You know? Well, it helps that we're completely infallible and perfect. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I don't know. This is fun. <laughs> we, should, fun. we should do this at least like once every six months. It really was therapeutic. I feel better. I do, too. I'm going to go make a sandwich or something and just love life for the rest of today yeah i'm gonna not go online and play magic because it'll just make me angry again (laughs) you just run into all the stuff we just talked about all in one tournament somehow just slow players somebody disconnects when you have 20 minutes left and oh boy 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope this was fun for you, too. Uh, Jeff, how can our listeners tell us how great we are and, and how much uh, this this ranting didn't apply to them? Uh, they can reach us at eastwestdraftcast at gmail.com. We got a sweet email address. We'll we'll read them emails. We got uh, everything Twitters. too. What'd you say? I said I think we've replied to every email we've ever gotten to. That is to say, we don't get many emails. <laughs> I think you're pretty close to right. Yeah, I mean we have we have like a shitload of spam in that email box. I don't think we've replied to those. Yeah, but... that's what happens when you put your email address on a WordPress website. Oh well. It, yeah, it turns out that. Those uh, phishing bots can find those pretty easily. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of, website, eastwestdraftcast.com, where you get all your draftcast needs, mostly this podcast, sometimes a few other things. But uh, I th- actually think I'm going to post, um, well, I don't know. We, we might do a podcast on it, but the, the r- rotisserie draft you guys just did, I watched most of the draft uh, happen and I, I wanted to comment on it and such. I was gonna post the the draft results and and maybe post a like a little audio to go with it to talk about it. But we could just do a whole podcast about it if we wanted. I think any or all of that sounds great because that was a fun draft, or at least for me. My deck was really like vicious though. I plowed yeah. under Spencer three times in one game. <laughs> <laughs> like Hopefully. two turns in a row once, which was really really dirty. It was like, turn three, plow you under. Turn god, So many lands on the top of his deck. Holy yeah, god. Turn four, regrowth, plow you under again. Like, Ugh. turn five, eternal witness for plow under. Turn six, plow you under. <laughs> you still have three lands on the top of your deck. So mean. Just like, he wouldn't scoop, though. I'll give him credit. He was just like, you're still going to have to beat me. <laughs> You still have to <laughs> cast a spell. Yeah. Just you're still gonna have to attack me for that damage with that eternal witness. Yeah, the one the one spell he cast was a wall of omens, and Ooh, stops that witness cold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, we should talk about that draft. That was sweet. Um, yeah, you can also get a hold of us on Twitter. My name on there is at ewdraftcast. Jeff's is at Jeff EWDC. Uh, that's a place that I haven't been as active lately, mostly because during the fantasy football season, most of my Twitter uh, effort goes into answering start, sit, and trade questions for the the site I write for. Keeps me busy. Mm-hmm. But I will talk. I will talk to you about Magic on there if you if you tweet at me. I just don't. I haven't read like my follows list in a in a while. <laughs> yeah, if you want. Uh... Fantasy football advice, tweet at Greg Sauce. Oh yeah, that's my other Twitter handle. That's the like the sports sports one. I don't know what Sauce has to do with sports. Maybe I should trade change it to Greg Sports. It doesn't sound. <laughs> Greg as- likes sports, and he doesn't <laughs> care who knows. I don't care who knows. Um, uh, I think that's it. Oh, you can also find us on Facebook. You can search up East West Draftcast on there, or you can just type to your browser bar facebook.com backslash Draftcast. give us a like uh if you make it over there that uh, we'd appreciate it yeah uh anyway man this has been a good episode i think i mean i i know it really more than anything it's just in my heart when we podcast i know that we're constantly getting better at it and this is the best one yet best episode better than the last next one's gonna be even better 
Maybe. Definitely. I guess. Draftcast out? Draftcast out!